0: Welcome to the Illuminated Word podcast. In this podcast we take a reading from scripture each day. We look at the background material to that passage and also application for us. Once again, welcome to the Illuminated Word podcast. Our reading today comes from 1 Samuel chapter 17 verse 55 through chapter 18 verse 5. Now we know we're in the narrative story of King Saul. If you've been following along the last few days, we are looking at the rise of King David and the decline of King Saul. And you'll notice that in 1 Samuel, those two events are attached to one another. As Saul is on the decline, as God has rejected Saul as king, we have the rise of King David. Israel had demanded a king from Samuel, God's prophet. And God gave them a king like the other nations. Samuel looked much like the kings of the nations around them. He was a big guy. He was a warrior-looking type of king. And they got what they asked for. And Saul was a disaster as a king. And Samuel was distraught because of this. And so God sends Samuel out to a little town, Bethlehem, about four miles north of Jerusalem, to anoint a new king, a king that will be after God's own heart. So he goes and anoints David, this little shepherd boy. The eighth of, of eight boys born to Jesse. And David doesn't fit the criterion of, of a king. We learn in 1 Samuel chapter 16 that God looks at the heart, not at the outward appearance. God judges differently than people judge. And so as we follow this narrative story through, we have chapter 17 of 1 Samuel where we have the very famous story of David and Goliath. We find that David is the people's champion. He goes into the valley of the shadow of death. He faces down this giant, which represents evil, who's described as basically a, a, servant, a, a serpent. And so he goes and faces this evil serpentine uh, giant, and he defeats him by crushing his head. We can't help but think of Genesis chapter 3, where we see the seed of the woman will crush the head of the serpent. And so David is this head crusher, Uh, who is the seed of the woman, kind of a a foreshadowing of what Jesus will do by crushing the head of the serpent, Satan. So we have this famous story of David and Goliath. And then towards the end of this story, we have Saul inquiring about who is this young warrior? Who is this boy David who has gone out and defeated the giant? So we're going to see at this point in our reading David coming into the household of King Saul. And things seem great at first, but they're going to end very bad. So we're going to pick up now in verse 55 of 1 Samuel chapter 17. This is the English Standard Version. As soon as Saul saw David go out against the Philistine, he said to Abner, the commander of the army, Abner, whose son is this youth? And Abner said, As your soul lives, O king, I do not know. And the king said, Inquire whose son the boy is. And as soon as David returned from striking down the Philistine, Abner told him, and brought him before Saul with the head of the Philistine in his hand. And Saul said to him, Whose son are you, young man? And David answered, I am the son of your servant Jesse the Bethlehemite. As soon as he had finished speaking to Saul, the soul of Jonathan was knit to the soul of David, and Jonathan loved him as his own soul. And Saul took him that day and would not let him return to his father's house. Then Jonathan made a covenant with David because he loved him as his own soul. And Jonathan stripped himself of the robe that was on him and gave it to David and his armor and even his sword and his bow and his belt. And David went out and was successful wherever Saul sent him so that Saul set him over the men of war. And this was good in the sight of all the people and also in the sight of Saul's servants. So we have Saul asking the legitimate question, who is this guy? I mean, this giant who's nine feet tall has come out every day in the valley of Elah And he has challenged the Israelite people. And no one would go out before Goliath, the champion. But David goes out as the people's representative, as the people's champion. And in David, the nation of Israel is victorious. So he takes down this giant. So Saul is legitimately asking, who is this guy? And he asked Abner, his chief captain of his army. And Abner says, Lord, I don't know who he is. So they bring David before King Saul and they ask him who he is. He says, hey, I'm the son of, Dave, of of Jesse. I'm from the town of Bethlehem. And we get an interesting note here in verse 18 that the son of King Saul knits his soul to David at this point. So what was it about David that Jonathan loved so much? Well, there's a lot of things we can look at in the character of David. I don't think this is hero worship by any stretch of the imagination of Jonathan. I think Jonathan sees the courage of David. He sees that David is not about his own might and power, but it's about God. I think Jonathan is a godly person. You know, one of the great foundations of friendship is having things in common with some someone. And so both Jonathan and David have a strong faith in God. They both have high integrity. And so that kind of knits Jonathan to David. Here's this guy that's courageous. Here's this guy that puts his faith and trust in the Lord. And there's something very attractive about David to Jonathan. Now here's the thing that this the rub in the modern world. Because we live in a postmodern society and people can't imagine men having friendships like this, it's been suggested this is a, ho- a homosexual relationship. And that's just not the case at all. Now, this is not what Scripture is trying to convey. You're living in a time of a warrior culture where men had no problem expressing their feelings and their love for one another. We live in a time where men don't even know if they're men because we don't live in that kind of culture. And so men feel really uncomfortable with these outward expressions of feelings and emotions. And also when you look at this word for love, it's not the word uh, for to know someone in a sexual sense. The word yada would be used here in Hebrew if that's what the writer's trying to convey. It's a completely different type of word. This would be more like covenant faithfulness, type love. The type of love that's going to be committed to someone else. This is a deep friendship. C.S. Lewis has talked about in his book, Four Loves, that we have lost this in the modern world. We've lost this idea of ancient friendship where there's this commitment to one another and they're making a covenant commitment. And what Jonathan is doing is an extraordinary thing. Jonathan is safe in his own skin. Jonathan is not jealous He's the opposite of what his father's gonna be. Jonathan is confident in his own standing to where, you know, he's like, hey, I'm gonna give David my stuff. It's almost as if Jonathan is anointing David himself because see, Jonathan should be the the heir to the king, right? He's the king's son. And so he's recognizing what God has already recognized in David, that David is worthy to be a king. He's worthy to be a ruler. So we're going to look at an extraordinary friendship in our readings this week and in our sermon on Sunday, this friendship between David and Jonathan and this commitment they have to one another. When we think of loving someone as his own soul, we can't help but think of uh, what it says of Jacob and Benjamin, that Jacob loved his son Benjamin in the same way. It was almost as if Benjamin was his own soul. There's this transparency in this friendship. There's this acceptance in this friendship Now, we know eventually as we look forward into the New Testament, the true friend is Jesus. Jesus says, a true friend is one who will lay down his life for his friends. That's exactly what Jesus does for us. So, in this story of David and Jonathan, we're going to see a lot of connections to the new covenant. We're going to see that Jonathan, because he is, quote-unquote, a disciple of David, that might seem strange, that language, but just hold with me for just a second, Because Jonathan is a disciple of David, he believes that David is God's anointed, he will be persecuted. He will go through hardship, just like when we connect ourselves to Jesus. And we say, Jesus is the true anointed one of God. We also are going to suffer because of that commitment. And Jonathan is willing to suffer for his commitment to his friend David. So as we look at this reading today and think about what we can learn. First of all, we can learn that friendships are important. They're necessary. I would say essential. And there's nothing wrong with warrior men showing emotion like this. There's nothing wrong with that. We shouldn't deconstruct this and make this some type of modern homoerotic type relationship. That's not what's going on in this ancient text at all. We're just not safe with this type of language. We feel uncomfortable because of our own malady in the current world that we live in. We can learn something from these ancient people. So many times we feel like we're sophisticated, and maybe at times they're the ones that are sophisticated emotionally a lot more than we are. And we can learn from these ancient people. So friendships are important. Commitment and friendships are important. Having common foundations for friendships are important, just like David and Jonathan have. And as we think about this friendship and this deep, loving relationship between Jonathan and David— We realize that friendships are not just about using the other person to get what you need or what you want. Friendships friendships are being committed even when it's not going to help you in your cause. That sometimes that other person is going to have times of need and struggle. And we're going to be there for them even when it's not really going to help us. But it's just about blessing that friend. So I present to you this friendship of Jonathan and David. We'll talk more about it throughout the week. We'll even look at some of the Proverbs and what they teach us about friendship as we... Study this friendship of David and Jonathan, but I present to you a wonderful example of friendship as found here in Scripture. Well, I'm going to read our passage one more time as we close out. This is 1 Samuel 17:55 through 18, verse 5. As soon as Saul saw David go out against the Philistine, he said to Abner, the commander of the army, Abner, whose son is this youth? And Abner said, As your soul lives, O king, I do not know. And the king said, Inquire whose son the boy is. And as soon as David returned from striking down of the Philistine, Abner took him and brought him before Saul with the head of the Philistine in his hand. And Saul said to him, Whose son are you, young man? And David answered, I'm the son of your servant Jesse the Bethlehemite. As soon as he had finished speaking to Saul, the soul of Jonathan was knit to the soul of David, and Jonathan loved him as his own soul Well, thank you today for tuning back in with us for the Illuminated Word podcast. I pray you're just being built up by these readings about David and his life. We're going to take this journey for a while, so we're going to learn a lot about this fascinating servant of God. I hope you have a great day, and I hope to see you back tomorrow.